This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 3rd of November. In your Squiz today, murder charges in Victoria, Aussies stuck in Gaza, Albanese heads to China, and some Moorish miso cookies. This is your Squiz today. It's been more than three months since a lunch hosted by Erin Patterson at her home in Lee and Gatha in Victoria's Gippsland led to the deaths of three people and the severe illness of another. And last night, she was charged with three counts of murder and five of attempted murder. Yeah, those murder charges relate to the deaths of her estranged husband's parents, Don and Gail Patterson, also Gail's sister, Heather Wilkinson. And then when you come to the attempted murder charges, they relate to Heather's husband, Ian. Reports also say that the four other counts of attempted murder relate to Patterson's estranged husband, Simon. Uh, One is from the 29th of July lunch that he was meant to attend but pulled out of at the last minute. And the others are from three separate alleged poisonings of her husband between 2021 and 2022. It was a pretty dramatic day yesterday. Police searched Patterson's home with technology detector dogs, which are used to find things like USB sticks and SIM cards. We don't know what turned up in that search, but police were pictured taking bags of evidence from the home. And Claire, reports say another key bit of evidence is a food hydrator. Yeah, that's right. In her previous written statement, Patterson said that she had dumped it at a local tip after the lunch. Uh, And in the coming months, no doubt we'll hear a bit more about that. But Patterson has also said that she bought the mushrooms at an Asian grocery store in Melbourne's Mount Waverley. And keep in mind that police are still waiting for the toxicology report to confirm that death cap mushrooms were responsible for those deaths. Also, for Patterson's part, she says that she had no reason to hurt these people whom I loved. Police yesterday did say that this is an ongoing investigation. And for now, they say the focus should remain on the three people who, by all accounts, are much beloved in their communities and are greatly missed by their loved ones. Patterson was taken to nearby Morwell last night and remanded in custody, and she'll appear in court today. There are some more details on those who were able to get out of Gaza via the Rafah crossing into Egypt on Wednesday night. 20 Australians made it out, but Foreign Minister Penny Wong says 65 are still in the Palestinian territory. Yeah, and what Penny Wong says is that they want to leave, and that arrangement was brokered by Qatar. It also involved the United States, Egypt, Israel and Hamas. Reports this morning say that more foreign passport holders were able to leave over 
overnight and there will be more allowed out today. The hope is that more Australians will be part of that number. There are Israeli airstrikes, though, that are still ongoing that have made it hard for many of those people to get to the border. And US President Joe Biden is continuing to press for a pause in the conflict to allow that to happen also to allow aid to get in. Uh, But overnight, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said that Israeli troops are at the height of battle in their ground operations in Gaza. Yeah, he says his troops are advancing on Gaza City and we'll no doubt hear more about that today and over the weekend. And there's been an update on the death toll from Gaza. The Hamas-led health ministry says it's past 9,000 people. We mentioned this one yesterday, Claire, and he's barely had time to unpack his suitcase, but PM Anthony Albanese is off again tomorrow on a four-day visit to China. It's the first trip to China by an Aussie leader since 2016, so it is a big deal. Yep, and hasn't it been a journey to get to here? (laughs) Uh, I won't be a Debbie Downer and go through all the lowlights of the Australia-China relationship, but concerns about China's expanding ambition in our Asia-Pacific region and also its handling of COVID saw us fall out and China reacted by putting tariffs and bans on our exports and that's really hurt many industries but the Albanese government's been working to reset that relationship and a few sticky issues have already been smoothed over but what Albanese says is that he wants a relationship of no surprises with China. Uh, He'll also though raise some tough stuff including detained Australians in China um, its human rights record, also the actions that they've taken in the region. Uh, He will raise all of that when he meets with President Xi Jinping. Albanese will be in China until Tuesday next week and he'll be meeting with the top officials in Beijing and he'll also go to a trade show in Shanghai while he's there. His trip also marks the 50th anniversary of the first visit to China by an Australian Prime Minister when Gough Whitlam went in 1973. (laughs) This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. We flagged this earlier this week and the day has arrived. Qantas executives and directors will come face-to-face with their shareholders this morning at the airline's annual general meeting. And Claire, there's no shortage of issues for them to discuss. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. There's a few things to go through. Um, There's the High Court ruling over the illegal sacking of 1,700 workers. Uh, Also, the ACCC is suing Qantas for allegedly selling tickets for cancelled flights. There was quite a back clash over their handling of COVID flight credits. Also, an IT system meltdown last month. So quite a few things there. And this morning, the New South Wales District Court will deliver a verdict on whether Qantas broke the law by sacking a cleaner who raised safety concerns during the pandemic. Lots for shareholders to ask questions about. Yeah, isn't that an incredible quirk of timing? So two things to look out for today. 
The first is questions about the payment of bonuses for executives, which are currently being withheld. And the second is the re-election of two Qantas directors, including the advertising guru Todd Sampson. They're definitely going to earn their post-meeting sandwich and cup of tea, Claire. Yeah, they sure will. (laughs) It's not just you who gets twitchy about grammar errors, Claire. A new UK study has found that poor grammar can cause a physical stress response. Yeah, and look, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I say that because (laughs) I am far from perfect, (laughs) as quizzes who listen to the podcast will know. Um, And look, you're awesome for putting up with me. But I was very interested to read that researchers from Birmingham University have been looking into this and they found that when they measured heart rates, um, they had a group of people who were shown a variety of writing examples that contained good and bad grammar. They found significant correlation between sentences containing poor grammar and this stress response. And what the experts say is that our understanding of language affects our nervous systems more than previously thought. So that's really just the perfect excuse next time someone gets antsy with you for correcting them. Yeah, go forth and correct. (laughs) It's all fine. Friday Lights, Claire, what have you got for us today? Look, I reckon the thing to point out today are some fabulous miso macadamia and white chocolate cookies. Lara Mm. in our team brought these in last week. Uh, I made a batch of them on the weekend. They're really easy to make and, gee, they're delicious. That miso paste gives it just such a lovely, lovely flavour. I reckon they could be really good Christmas gifts, but you should definitely get in and start practising. Make a couple of batches and taste test every single one of them because (laughs) that's the responsible thing to do before you start giving them away. Yeah, I just reckon for your colleagues or your neighbours or something, a little bag of these cookies would make a really good gift. Yeah, good idea. I'll pop the link to those in the episode notes today. And Squiz the Day, is there anything to note? Look, the thing to note today is that we're hiring at Squiz HQ. Uh, We're looking for a content manager. So if you're interested in podcasting and news writing, uh, must-haves at our end are someone completely absorbed by the news, also a passion for all things Squiz podcasts and newsletters. And if that's you or if you think you know someone who might be perfect for the job, just drop us a line at hello at thesquiz.com.au. And I'll put a link in the episode notes with some information about that role today too. Claire, you and Kate will be back tomorrow with the weekly wrap. Can't wait for that. And that's it for us today. Have a great Friday and weekend and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.